Welcome back to another episode of Chappy Chats. It's been a very good week, a week of good work and a week of just being able to read and study and learn. But it's also been a week with some tragedy in it, not in myself, but for the nation. And that's really what I would like to talk about today, a lesson that I've learned, and that is the lesson of personal responsibility and the answer that I don't always have to confront and don't always have to solve the problem. What I always have to do is tell the truth as best I know it with the facts I have at the time. And that's the problem. Many times we make decisions and we make assumptions and we make perceptions based on our limited knowledge of what is going on. So first let me start with this idea of being confronting. You do not have to confront everything and sometimes in the way you confront makes the situation worse. So as we look at this situation that happened in Minneapolis, It's real easy for us to come along and chalk it up to the fact that it was racism or it was bias or it was privilege versus non-privilege. And I think there's more depth to it than just that. And that's what I hope to explain. And I truly do not want to offend anybody or upset anybody, but I really want you to think about what I conclude and what I'm asking you to think about. Now, I know a little something about a situation like this because... The very same situation occurred in our community, and I happened to work for the agency that was involved at that time. And I will tell you that I had strong feelings about both the person that was killed and the person that killed them. And over time, I began to change those opinions because of one lesson I got. And it all stemmed back from other lessons that had been in my life. And that's what I want to start sharing with you now. First, we'll talk about this idea of confronting and it causing you a problem if you confront in the wrong way. I was the minister of First Christian Church, Cleveland, Oklahoma. But before that, happily, a lesson I got to learn from another church helped me a little bit, but not as much because I didn't listen to the lesson that much. Because I thought in the previous case, I was right didn't really do anything wrong, and ended up being fired anyway. So you see, you have to listen to all the lessons and get out of your own way. So back again to First Christian. After having left Northside Christian Church to come to First Christian Church, Cleveland, Oklahoma, I was working along and had been the minister since 1985, and it was coming into 1981, and I was not the best person I should be. Sometimes I would lose my temper and it would show up, and I'm not proud of that. But that really wasn't the problem. The problem was that I had been divorced. But even greater problem than that was me not listening, me not understanding that I didn't have to confront everything and that I didn't have to have all the answers. You see, I had a plan for the church, and I knew the plan was right and good, but I made a mistake. Because I didn't learn the lesson from Northside when I lost my job there. I thought when I had a lesson in mind and a place to go and had all the facts and could see how it could work, that I was the one to do it. I forgot the story of David who wanted to build the temple and God said, No, your plan's right. That's exactly how the temple's going to be and it's going to be wonderful, but your son's going to build it. And that's what I forgot when I was in Cleveland, Oklahoma. I forgot to seek God's guidance to know which way to go. So you don't always have to confront everything. You don't always have to push your plan through because by me doing so, I caused injury to myself, to my wife, and to my children. Now, luckily, God is a gracious God, and my family was okay, not lacking for my own stupidity. 
But you see, I learned a valuable lesson because then when I went to work for this particular agency that suffered the same issue as in Minnesota, I could begin to see the writing on the wall, and all of a sudden I went, aha, I don't need to put myself in this position, nor my family in this position. I may be right. I may be partially right, or I may not be right at all. But if I keep going, it's only going to cause a problem. So I decided to retire from there. Now, of course, I'm going to tell you the truth. It didn't hurt that they were offering me money to leave and had a retirement package. That also helped me make the decision. But back to this issue in Minnesota that I want to talk about. A gun was pulled instead of a taser. And all the reading that I've done and all the things that I have been able to compile around this case, it is a very divisive case because there are people that don't understand how in the world you could pull a gun instead of a taser. And I'm not going to try to explain that in this podcast. And there are those that think, well, because it involved a black young man, an African-American young man, well, it just had to be racism because the cops are always prejudiced. Now, here's the problem. I learned a long time ago that if you say always and ever, right there, you're lying to yourself and to everyone else. Because there is no human being that does everything always the same way or always feels the same way. And there is not a human being that will never do something. I found that out with my kids. Don't make the statement, my kids would never do that unless you possibly want them to do it. So as we look at this situation, I want to bring up a greater lesson that I learned. And this is the lesson. If I don't put myself in a position that could cause me harm physically, mentally, or emotionally, most likely that harm will not occur. Now, I know drive-by shootings or somebody going to bomb a building or driving a car into a crowd. I can't help that. I can't be fearful and stay away from everything just because I know that by putting myself in a position, I may get hurt. We can't take all risk away, but that's not what I'm talking about here. What am I talking about is they've said the officer didn't have enough training and wasn't trained in the proper way, like another death that occurred, not a shooting, but a death that occurred that if better training would have been done or if they had listened to the training had been done, and that's all true. And what happened was horrific and should not have happened. Same thing in this latest case. It should not have happened, but it did. And we really have to look at why did it happen. And I want to look at the aspect of personal responsibility because I believe a lot of the tragedy in the world today is not due to racism, is not due to prejudice, is not due to privilege. And everybody rightly is going to say, I wonder who this guy is. Is he some white guy or something? Of course he's going to defend this. Well, I'll let you know, I am a white guy. And I have worked for a law enforcement agency. And I've been a minister. And I've been a used, a car salesman, not used. I sold both new and used. And I've been a metal building insulation salesman. And I've been an auditor for an oil company. I've done all of those things. And they've shaped my life. But no, I'm not saying these things because I'm privileged or not privileged, biased or not biased. Because let me tell you the truth. We all in some ways have been biased and still are and carry prejudice in situations. And sometimes they come out to bite us when we least expect it. Another thing is, I've watched people who've had privilege, and they've failed miserably. And I've watched other people who had no privilege at all, and they succeeded immensely. So I don't want to discuss those today. I just want to discuss this ideal of personal responsibility. And here it is in a nutshell, and 
I'd like you to think about this. If the young man had not put himself in that position, if he had not committed a crime where he had a warrant, where the police would want to arrest him, there would have been no discussion, just a ticket issued. If the young man had not resisted, there wouldn't have been a scuffle. There'd have been no need to pull a taser or a weapon and fire it. Now, if you think I'm blaming the young man, no, let me carry on with this. If the officer had been trained better to put gun and taser on different sides or make the taser where you have to cross-draw it or any other way that you could definitely know when you're in a stress situation, you pull the right weapon. This would not have happened. But you see, I will give you a very vivid illustration of what happens when we get in a stressful situation. That's why we have to train. That's why we have to know our equipment. That's why if we're just a person talking to the police or someone else, we have to listen and follow instructions. Because if we don't do any of those things, we're going to wind up in a bad position. Let me tell you about a man that a friend of mine went on a call for. Or maybe it was my call. It's been so many years ago. But there was a guy near the sheriff's office that I worked for decided to kill himself. And he was going to do it by getting run over by a train. Well, he needed courage to do this. So he went out and made a choice. And that choice was to get drunk. And after getting drunk, he stumbled down the railroad tracks. And as he stumbled down those railroad tracks, he decided, here's the spot. I know the trains come at a certain time of day and they come from that direction. So I need to be on these tracks. He at least was coherent enough to know that. But he didn't know which end was up. He was going to lay down, put his head there, and when they ran over it, he'd cut it off and he'd be dead and all his problems would be over. Like I said, he didn't remember which end was up, so he laid down and put his legs over the track. And sure enough, a train came, cut his legs smooth off. Now, because of the heat of the conductor hitting the brakes, or I don't know if they saw him or what, there was an alert, I don't know. But between the brakes and everything, they rolled over him, it cut his legs, it cauterized it, and he didn't bleed to death. But now... He has no legs. How did he get there? Well, I don't know what made him so depressed that he decided to get drunk. That's not the issue. But he made a decision to put himself in harm's way. He was trying to do it to get rid of his life, but instead of getting rid of his life, he suffered a different consequences. But the bottom line is, the train couldn't have run over him if he hadn't have walked down the track. The other side is, he might have accomplished what he wanted to if he hadn't have been drunk because he had known which way to lay down. And that would have been horrible if he would have been able to accomplish that. But you get my drift. I want people to start thinking about their choices because all choices have consequences. The choice of career we go into, the choice of actions we choose to take, when to confront, when not to confront, all of these help make the outcome. Because of choice A that I make and because of choice A the other person makes and then choice B And choice B leads to outcome C. So I hope you'll think about that. I don't want to blame anybody. I don't want to say who's at fault. I don't know who's at fault. I don't know the whole picture. But it did bring up the fact that I truly believe in the depths of my heart, at least in my own life, you can choose for yourself, that any time I've suffered harm, I've been a part of it because I made a decision to put myself in the position for others to harm me. Now, I know there are those exceptions I talked about earlier. And there always will be exceptions. But since those exceptions are rare and they don't come along very often, doesn't it behoove us to think about our choices before we make them 
and where those choices might lead. God bless you. Have a blessed, protected, and favored week, and I'll see you again next time.